0: Hey guys, hope you're doing well. For those of you that follow me on social media, you will know that I have a huge problem with the way the final college football playoff rankings played out. I will be more than happy to explain myself on it. Let's drop the beat and we'll get right to it. Welcome back. You are listening to the Mind of Mike J Podcast. It is uh, currently recording this. It is December 4th. We are just now coming up on the end of championship weekend. It was a very exciting weekend. A lot of good football was played. I, uh, If you I listened to last my last episode where I had made my predictions I believe I did. I believe I shot fifty percent. No, I got I got three out of four. I had predicted Clemson would be. I predicted Clemson would be, would would win big over Miami, which they did. Uh, I had gone with Auburn over Georgia, which is the only one that I believe I messed up. Ohio State was able to upset Wisconsin, which I had figured would happen. And Oklahoma was not really challenged in their Big 12 title game, which also came to fruition as well. What did not, what I did not expect, I did say that the SEC champion, regardless of who won, would end up in the final playoff. So for the most part, everything, I just picked the wrong winner. So for the most part, everything had shaped out how I expected it would. And I remember saying this, would Ohio, does, I remember saying Ohio State should get in if they win the Big Ten, but I did not believe that the committee would give them the benefit of the doubt. And sure enough, lo and behold, Alabama is, is your number four in the final playoff rankings, and they will go on to play for the national championship somehow not Ohio State or Auburn or anyone else that was actually playing championship weekend. A lot of people have, I've I've been I've been all over social media, I've been reading comments, I've been reading Facebook statuses, I've been looking at tweets, I've been listening to analysis from the talking heads in sports media and everybody seems to be all over the place with it. Uh, there are some people that believe it was the right decision there are some people that think this is absolutely egregious. I am on the record and I 100% believe this. No disrespect to Alabama, but I 100% believe there is no way in hell they should be in this college football playoff and I'm going to explain why. Number 1 Alabama the Alabama's name and reputation I don't care what anybody says, had something to do with this. Now, is that somewhat earned? I I get that. I get that Alabama is a very successful program. I get that Nick Saban is an all-time great coach. But I'm going to ask a simple question. Because is Alabama is Alabama more than likely one of the top four teams in the country? Probably. But can we honestly say that they proved it? I don't believe in... I don't believe preseason hype and a great recruiting class and potential and talent warrants you making the college football playoff. I say you have to earn it on the field first and foremost. And can we honestly say that Auburn, that Alabama, excuse me, earned it on the field? For those of you that think they did, I'm asking a simple question. If I showed you... The highlights of Alabama's season, and in, in like a resume form, but I didn't tell you what team it was. Say we're going into the, say going into the season, none of us have seen. Say the college football season hasn't started yet. I'm, I know the future. I know how the college football team is going to play, out. and I told you before the season, there will be a team. I got one team here that is going to—they're going to be—they're going be, to have one loss. Their best win is going to be over a team that that was number three at the time, but finished six and six. And this particular team is not going to even make its conference championship game. But I didn't tell you who it was. I didn't. You have no idea what team it is. I'm just giving you a summary of their season. They'll have one win, this team will have one win over a team in the top 15 in the country. The team that ended up, the team that they beat fairly, the team that they did beat fairly easily, the only other team that they played in the top 15 in the country, they lost to, and they will not make, they will not even participate in their conference's championship game. Would that sound like a top four team in the country to you? And that's where we are with Alabama. I personally, I think any reasonable person probably would not agree with that. I think once you realize that it is Bama is when you start to try to find reasons to justify them getting in. And I'm not saying that Ohio State necessarily deserved it either. I want to make that very clear as well. Ohio State had some very bad losses and I and I'm on the record saying I didn't know if that if that 30 plus point lost 30 plus point losses to Iowa and the other big loss they had to Oklahoma would be enough for them to overcome and sure enough that's what happens and that that is what ended up happening but I don't nece- I just don't agree I just think there's something wrong with the fact that Alabama is... If you don't play in your conference's championship game, you're, for all intents and purposes, the third best, no better than the third best team in your own conference. I don't understand how you end up in the top four teams in the country, but you're not even amongst the top two in your own conference. And I think the fact that there is no clear-cut number four team in this co- in this Field the top three all day long, no question. Clemson, no question, is a top four team. Oklahoma, no question, is a top four team. Georgia was number one at one point. They, for all intents and purposes, are a top four team. And I think once you get to number four, you start to get a little bit you get a little bit rocky it's it just becomes well who exactly are we going with if conference and that's where i think conference championship games should matter because if we're just going to put alabama in because we think they're the best team then what's the point of even playing in conference championship games why not just let why not just use vegas odds and those kind of things determine who our champions are going to be why are we even playing these games if they don't matter college football is the only sport where this seems to happen. In every other sport, divisions and conference titles matter. Winning your division matters in the NFL. Winning, division winners in the NFL get preferential treatment. The top four seeds are the division winners, and the wild the wild card doesn't matter if you have a better record than the worst division winner. You are a wild card. And you don't get that preferential treatment. Winning your conference in college basketball matters. Winning your division in baseball gets you in. In professional baseball, gets you into the playoffs. Winning your conference in college basketball guarantees you a spot in the NCAA tournament. And regardless of whether or not, the only way to get an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament is to win your conference. The NBA is really the only other team. The NBA playoffs go off of whoever the top eight teams in each conference are in the East and West. It's just by record. But even then, I can't think of the last time a division winner, because the NBA has divisions. I mean, if if I'm forgetting a time that, a when was the last time a division winner in the NBA didn't make the playoffs? That's still kind of the same concept. But the point I'm trying to make is, college football seems to be the only sport where not winning your conference seems to not really, people just seem to go, oh, well, you know, who, who really, count? conference championship, not really a big deal. I understand that Penn State got snubbed last year. Again, I'm I, they won the Big Ten, didn't go to the playoff, Ohio State did. And listen, I've been critical of the times where, that anytime that that's happened, I've been critical of it. I'm of the belief in college basketball, if you don't win your conference regular season or your conference tournament, that should automatically disqualify you from being a one seed in the NCAA tournament. It's almost, that's probably the closest equivalency I can draw is being a one, because the one seed, the four one seeds are supposed to be the top four team. The four one seeds in the NCAA tournament are supposed to be the top four Programs in the country. And I'm sorry, if you don't win your conference regular season or your conference tournament, I don't think you can say that you're amongst those teams. And there's only been a couple times that it's happened. Most recent that I can think of is Duke in 2015, who ended up winning, who did not win the ACC regular season, which went to Virginia that year. They didn't win their they did not win the ACC tournament that year. That would have been Notre Dame, and they ended up as a one seed in the 2015 tournament. Now I know what you guys are thinking. Well, they won the championship, so you so they deserved it. I don't know. Does Duke does Duke win the title if they're not a number one seed? Because they play a completely different schedule as a two. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't like the i. I just don't like the idea. I just don't like the idea of not being able to really... What is What did Alabama really show you? At what point were you really like, Alabama really looks like the best? Like, wow, they that's a statement win. I mean, Florida State was... They played a great game against Florida State. We'll never know how important that game was because Florida State didn't finish the season very well. Their quarterback gets injured. We don't know how good they were going to be. So that's kind of hard to go off of. And just looking at this, they don't really have any other statement wins outside of that. Heck, at least Ohio State, they did get blown out by Iowa. They did get blown out by Oklahoma. But they can also show you Penn State. And they they can show you Michigan, even though Michigan was unranked. They can show you a win over Michigan State. I think both of those are quality wins. And Ohio State can show you a Big Ten championship over Wisconsin, who was undefeated at the time. Those are all more impressive than any anybody Alabama's beaten. Heck, I was more impressed with Auburn, even after losing to Georgia. They're, they're, I know a lot of people say, well, Auburn's a three-loss team. Auburn lost to Clemson, who was the current number one. They lost to, also, that game was on the road, they lost to LSU on the road by 3. It happens. Nobody really runs table on the SEC like that. And they lost to Georgia in the SEC title game, who they had already beaten. They have two wins over number 1 teams. If I if you see a team that's able to knock off a number 1 twice, even if they I think you should get a little bit more leeway. Alabama's schedule, they shouldn't have lost any games at all. And they really did. And the See, the, the thing is, what we're setting, I feel like you have to think about the precedent that we're setting. It's not just about this year. Maybe this, maybe this year you can kind of sort of justify it. I'm thinking about the bigger picture. Think about the precedent that we're setting by letting a team like Alabama in. You're basically setting the precedent – to not really try to win not really go all out to win your conference. Schedule maybe one Schedule maybe one tough game and you if you can get it on a neutral field, great. Because that's what Alabama did when they played Florida State. Schedule your one tough game on a neutral schedule your one tough non-conference game on a neutral field. Hopefully you win that one just deal with your conference in the meantime and if you don't win the, and if you don't win the title don't sweat it that's essentially what that's a, to me that's that's essentially what we're saying or if you're if you win or if you're getting it's almost like we're penalizing auburn for being able to make it farther into the into the regular season than alabama was able to I'm just not a I'm just not a big fan of that. I'm just not a big fan of that concept. To me, if you see, because a lot of people keep throwing out that Auburn has through has three losses with their game, with their game being in the SEC championship. See, to me, Once Auburn beat Alabama, they were playing with house money. That game against Georgia is playing with house money. That shouldn't count against your comparison to Alabama because Alabama doesn't have another... Alabama doesn't have a championship game to compare themselves to Auburn with. The comparison should have ended right there at that last regular season game. And nobody can tell me that Auburn's regular season, up until the game where they beat Alabama, nobody can tell me that, that, resume, that Alabama's resume looked better than Auburn's. That should have been a house money game playing Georgia in the SEC championship, especially considering that they already beat them. If you're going to put two teams from one conference in there, put the top two, Georgia and Auburn. If we're, not, if we're not worried about, because I, and I said it last week, I'm of the mindset, I wanted to see representation from, from multiple conferences. I wanted to see the conference winners duke it out. We only got five power conferences as it is, so we should be picking for amongst, we should favor that group. I'm not saying by default, if you don't win your conference championship game, that you are automatically disqualified. But I think we should show a little bit more favor to... I think we should show a little bit more favor to the conference champions, especially. And if we're not going to do that, then we should show a little bit more favor to the teams that are at least playing in the championship games. Alabama is neither of them. Alabama's not a conference championship champion, and they didn't appear in the college in the college championship game. And the team that did and beat them is now going to have to sit at home and watch and watch the team that they beat possibly be able to say we're the best team in the country. I got a problem with that. I just don't, I just don't know how you necessarily, I just don't know how you necessarily justify that. All those things being considered. I think it was, I think it's, I honestly think it's terrible. I think it reflects a broken, a very, very flawed system because now we op- now we're opening up conversations about expansion and which I don't think we sh- I don't think the college football playoffs should be expanded but I think it opens up the conversation this is what we were dealing with and we've dealt with stuff like this in the past the last few times that it's happened you look back you look back at the Miami Hurricanes way back in I think it was the 2000 or the 2001 season the year that they The year that they beat Florida State and still ended the year behind them in the, uh, when we used to have the BCS. And they ended up behind them in that, um, in those final BCS poll rankings. That's when we started going to the playoff because we started realizing how messed up the system was. That it was the top two teams based on some calculated poll and it's and it felt like there were always teams right around that three or four spot that legitimately earned a spot and were getting left out. So the, the college football playoff comes around, and now we got this. Again, I'm not maybe I'm not saying we should necessarily expand it. I'm just saying the committee messed this one up. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the committee definitely screwed this one up, and I think we got to look back on it and say. This is, this is wrong. This is wrong what we did. And it's only going to look worse. I almost want Alabama to win now. Because if they get blown out by Clemson, or if they get beaten pretty handily by Clemson, which I think is a definite possibility, I think Clemson is the best team left in this field. I, I mean, that's going to look really bad. That's going to look really bad on. It's going to look bad on Alabama. It's going to look bad on Nick Saban, who is on the record last year saying he does not think himself that you should be in the college football playoff if you don't win your conference. Those were his words when he was talking about Ohio State. But when it's his team this year, all of a sudden his narrative changed. Now it's, well, I feel like we've done enough to get in. So I'm just I'm just saying we we really got to take a step back and look at this and think what what kind of message and what kind of precedent are we setting for the future? That's all I'm saying. But that's pretty much all I had to say there. Uh, We're going to take a quick break and I'm going to get to handing out these L's. Let's go with that. And we're back. Coming back. Just needed that quick break. Had to regather myself. And now it is time to hand out my L of the week for this week. Without further ado, that L is going to the New England Patriots organization, who get this award for a couple reasons. Uh, Number one, first and foremost, Rob Gronkowski has been suspended for one game for an extremely dirty play, if you did not see it, uh, Gronkowski cheap-shotted Bill's rookie, Tredavious White, in their matchup Sunday. It was completely uncalled for. White, I believe, got a con- had to suffer a concussion from it. We all know how s- serious and how much more attention we got to pay and how much damage those concussions actually do to people. I personally would not have had a problem with him being suspended for the remainder of the season that's how uh, that's how I really felt about that hit I thought it was completely uncalled for I don't I did not see a justification for it if you guys don't know what I'm talking about go back and watch the play and just tell me if I'm tripping I don't I don't see how that's not taken as something malicious and intending to harm somebody. It was just com- it was just completely out of that play was completely, completely classless and out of line. And you and there there should be some heavier penalties than a one game suspension for it, in my opinion. But the other L we have to hand out is to Tom Brady and his argument with Josh McDaniels on the sideline. Uh, a lot of people have, have highlighted this as well and I'm now on this part I'm not the only one I'm not the only one saying that Tom Brady was out of line there I know some people the, the 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 kickback I've gotten from a lot of people on that is well you know Tom Tom Brady's won Tom Brady's won a lot so he can do what he wants Honestly I don't think there's and this goes for anybody in any sport, I don't think there is a level of success that you can achieve to where you can just you can just disrespect and treat people around you any old kind of way. I've never, I've never been of that school of thought, and I don't know where that came from. I think we can basically just chalk that up to when a guy is your favorite player, he can pretty much do no wrong in your eyes, in some people's eyes. Because that was, because to me, he the guy's still your coach in the way and the way I was raised is coach, player, you know, there's a level of respect that should always be there. And I just don't think, and I just don't think Tom Brady exuded that. I understand McDaniels is not much older than Tom Brady is because Tom Brady's also a forty something year old man. And I think so is Josh McDaniels. I understand the dynamics of professional sports are more, you know, play are more geared towards the players, and the coaches are the ones that, aren't, that a lot of times get thrown under the bus. But to me, it's in to me it's an L because the quarter because we always talk about guys being locker room distractions. You know that's that's a big word we like throwing out there. Or the, uh, guys are, uh, um, guys are a a, can't, a locker room cancer, which is pretty much that that term's been thrown out way too much now to where it, it's kind of ambiguous and it doesn't really have any meaning because people just throw that term on folks that they don't like. I just think if I think there are several other quarterbacks that mean just as much to their organizations that could have been caught doing that same could have been caught on camera doing that same thing and the narrative would have been completely different i don't think there would have been there'd have been people calling for them to be suspended there'd have been folks there'd have been folks all up in arms hell cam newton gets letters gets hate mail and letters for dancing after touchdowns i bet you not one person's writing tom brady a hate letter saying that they can't they can't take their children to games anymore because Tom Brady's yelling at his coach. I'm just throwing that out there, but it is what it is. I guess really, I, th- I think, I'm, I don't even know if I'm handing an L out to Tom Brady at this point. I think I'm handing out an L to the reaction to it, but that is just my thoughts on it. That's how I feel. Let me know if you guys disagree. But that's pretty much going to wrap up this week's episode. Again, I appreciate everybody listening. This has been the Mind of Mike J Podcast. New episodes every week or whenever I can get to them. In the meantime, I'm signing off. Everybody have a great week.